0: We're back with some more college basketball action here for Thursday, March 9th. Conference Tournament Week rolls on. Got an action-packed day of games once again today, so let's jump right into it. Now, we start out with an early game in the ACC tournament as Wake Forest takes on Miami. Wake Forest comes into this game as the 61st overall team in the high-tipet power ranking. Miami is the 35th overall team. And for Wake Forest, they start the ACC tournament off with a win in yesterday's game against Syracuse, end up getting the three-point victory there in that one. Um, And we look back to the first beating between these two teams. It was a win for Miami, um, you know, at home in that game. Wake Forest ends up losing that one by 9 points points, but purely looking at these teams offensively wise, shooting wise, they're two fairly even teams. Miami a 54.9 effective field goal percentage and hitting 37.2% from beyond the arc, but Wake Forest really isn't all that far behind a 54.4 effective field goal percentage and 36.4% from beyond the arc. Now, obviously when Damari got injured, it certainly hurt the production a bit for this Wake Forest team on the offensive side of things, and we saw that struggle a little bit in their last few games of the season, but Tyler Roy Appleby has been a good scorer um, certainly shoot the ball for this week Forest squad 18.8 points per game for him um, on the defensive side of things neither one of these teams really has a great shot defense but one of the areas that Wake Forest has played fairly strong this season um, is in the rebounding department you know defensively pulling down 73.4% off the defensive glass Miami not doing nearly as good of a job only a 71.2 defensive rebounding percentage um, offensively speaking, Wake Forest, not a terrible rebounding team, pulling on 24.6% off the offensive glass, Miami pulling down 32.4%. And yeah, it was a Miami team that obviously, you know, played very well down the stretch of ACC plan. if you throw that Florida State game out, really, you know, no blimps on the radar. And Jim nigga certainly got this team rocking and, and going in the right direction. And well, Wake Forest struggled a bit, you know, at the later part of the season than they did early on. Um, it's a team that still has played some very, very competitive basketball games, has certainly stayed in these games and i think we see another close one here i think five and a half points on a neutral court is just too many to give this weight for a squad i'm taking them plus five and a half here against miami now we head to the american for this next game as smu takes on ucf smu comes into this game as the 128th overall team in the hot power ranking UCF is the 74th overall team, you know looking back to these two teams during the regular season They met very early on in January But it was a game that was absolutely dominated by UCF at home a 32 point victory um, there in that game, And it looked very very good and well neither one of these teams, you know had great stretches through American play UCF certainly has been the better team this season But one thing to mention for SMU here in this game and in this tournament in general essentially playing a home game here in fort Um, you know, in the American tournament, but. Let's be honest, they haven't been a great team and it probably isn't going to matter all that much. I mean, SMU has struggled to shoot the basketball this season, only a 47.4 effective field goal percentage on the year and have really not been great from the perimeter, only hitting 31.1% from beyond the arc. UCF, the much better shooting team coming into this matchup with a 50.6 effective field goal percentage and hitting 35.9% from beyond the arc. Taylor Hendricks has done a really good job for UCF this season, shooting the basketball, dropping 15.6 points per game Um, and overall it's a UCF team that offensively is going to have a lot of advantages over SMU in this game but it's not just the offensive side of things that make UCF a dangerous team I mean they're probably more dangerous on the defensive side of things their defense has played very well this season coming into this game is the 40th overall team in defensive efficiency while SMU is the 145th overall team and for UCF you know holding their opponents to a 47.9 effective field goal percentage on the year while SMU is giving up a 51.7 UCF also only only giving up 30.8% from beyond the arc, while SMU allowing 34.7. And the key for UCF in this game is gonna be to slow it down and rely on that defense to make stops. I mean, they play the 323rd slowest tempo in the entire country, while SMU is the 62nd fastest overall team. And truly, if UCF can slow it down, rely on that defense, much like they did in the first meeting, I see no reason they can't win this game big, even in essentially a road spot. Um, I think UCF can get it done. I think they cover this spread taking UCF minus seven here against SMU and we head to the big west tournament for this next game as Cal State Bakersfield takes on UC Irvine Cal State Bakersfield comes into this game as the 291st overall team in the high ticket power ranking UC Irvine is the 127th overall team, and it was a UC Irvine team that came out victorious in both of the meetings between these two teams this season, started out Big West play with a win all the way back on December 31st and finished it out with a win um, on Senior Night against this Bakersfield team as well. Now, it's worth mentioning, none of those games would have covered the 10.5-point spread here in this one, but it's a UC Irvine team that I have loved betting on all season long. And offensively speaking, they are a very, very dangerous team coming to this game, shooting a 52 effective field goal percentage and hitting 37% from beyond the arc. They're actually the 34th best three point shooting team in the entire nation. And Dawson Baker is a big part of that. He leads this team with 15.4 points per game. DJ Davis has also been a really good shot scorer for UC Irvine, 15.2 points per game. I mean, you put those two guys together and they're one of the best guard duos in the entire big West. This season and looking over to Bakersfield it's a team that struggled on the offensive side of things certainly not a good shooting team only a 44.8 effective field goal percentage on the year and only hitting 32.2% from beyond the arc you know it gets a little bit better for Bakersfield on the defensive side of the ball but still not very competitive especially if you look at how well Irvine has played defensively I mean for Bakersfield giving up a 50.9 effective field goal percentage on the year while Irvine has held their opponents to a 45.5 Cal State Irvine has the 12th best shot defense in the entire nation. Um, not to mention they're only allowing 31.8% from beyond the arc While Bakersfield giving up 34.1 and truly the key for Irvine all year has been to push tempo and run up and down the court, you know, get up and down and transition and just score some points and then allow their opponents not to and it's the obvious answer for any team, but they're the 72nd fastest team in the nation compared to Bakersfield who's the 346th and, 10 and a half is certainly a lot um, to cover against a team that you beat twice but didn't cover that big of a spread in either game but it's a uc irvine team that i've absolutely loved all year um bet on them a lot they've made me a lot of money and i think in this game they get another big win i'm taking uc irvine minus 10 and a half here against cal state bakersfield Before we get into the second half of Thursday's show, if you haven't already checked out the website, head over to HotTipBest.com. we got college basketball, NBA, NHL, UFC, and horse racing picks being posted up there every single day, so make sure you take a look at all of that. Also, follow the Hot Tip Bets main account at Hot Tip Bets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter to stay up to date with all the content being posted over there, as well as my personal accounts at Hot Tip Bets Chris on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter to stay up to date with all of that content, and also over on BetStamp where you can get early access to all of my picks and get a notification every single time that I place a bet. And last but definitely not least, if you're watching here on YouTube, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell notification so you don't miss out on any future uploads, and most importantly, drop a comment down below. Let me know who you guys are betting on here for Thursday. And let's get into the second half of today's show. Now we head to the Mac tournament for this next game as Marist takes on Quinnipiac Marist comes into this game as a 272nd overall team in not to be power ranking Quinnipiac the 197th overall team and you know for Marist start out conference play on Tuesday night with the win over Manhattan for Quinnipiac um, you know finished the season off with a win over this Marist squad um, but this will be their first tournament game um, here of Mac play and, and overall it's a Marist team that kind of struggled on on the offensive side of things this season. Haven't been a great shooting team. Only a 48 effective field goal percentage on the season, and they're only hitting 32.6% from beyond the arc. I mean, Quinnipiac's certainly the better shooting team this season. Well, be it they're not a great shooting team, um, but certainly better in this matchup. A 50.4 effective field goal percentage, and they've actually been pretty dangerous from the three, hitting 50, per, or the 50th best team in the nation, hitting 36.5% from beyond the arc. And in overall, Quinnipiac has been a strong team on the defensive side of things as well. Their shot defense has looked very good, only giving up a 47.9 effective field goal percentage on the season. Marist allowing a 48.9. Quinnipiac also holding their opponents to 31.3% from beyond the arc. Marist allowing 36.1%. But one area that Quinnipiac has been very, very good this season is in the rebounding department. Defensively, pulling down 72.6% off the defensive glass, while Maris only pulling down 71.8%. And Quinnipiac really has an advantage on the offensive side of things pulling down 32.2% off the offensive glass while Marist only pulling down 25.2. If Quinnipiac can take advantage of those second chance opportunities and really show off how well they can shoot the three, how well they can defend the three, I see absolutely no reason they can't get another big win over Marist here in this game, a team that they already beat twice during the regular season. I think they do it again here during the conference tournament. I'm taking Quinnipiac minus five and a half here against Marist. Now, we head to the Conference USA Tournament for this next game as Charlotte takes on Middle Tennessee. Charlotte comes into this game as the 148th overall team in the hot be power-ranking Middle Tennessee the 104th overall team. And, you know, both these teams had varying levels of success during Conference USA play. Um, Both struggled in their last few games of the season. Both come into this one on two-game losing streaks. But one thing that Charlotte has done very well this season is just purely shooting the basketball. I mean, just statistically speaking, one of the best shooting teams in the entire nation. A 54.5 effective field goal percentage on the season. The 25th best team in the country in that category. And they're also hitting 37.5 from beyond the arc. Bryce Williams, a big reason why they've been able to shoot the ball so well. He leads this team with 13.5 points per game, not to mention he's hitting 41% from beyond the arc, a great shooter for this Charlotte team. But that's not to say Middle Tennessee is a bad shooting team by any means because they've been right up there with them, Um, but certainly a step behind what Charlotte has been able to do, only a 51.4 effective field percentage and only hitting 34.5% from beyond the arc. Defensively speaking, two teams who are very good as well. But Charlotte, a slight edge once again in this game, a 50.1 effective field goal percentage is what they've helped their opponents to, while Middle Tennessee giving up a 51.3. Middle Tennessee also allowing 36.1% from beyond the while well, Charlotte, only giving up 34.4%. But one of the big areas that Charlotte has found a lot of success on the defensive side of things this season comes in the rebounding department. They're pulling down 76.7% off the defensive glass. They are the 15th best defensive rebounding team in the entire country this season. Middle Tennessee certainly struggling a bit more in that area, only pulling down 70.3% off the defensive glass. And true Truly the key for Charlotte in this game is going to be to slow it down. They play the 360 seconds slowest tempo in the entire nation. One of the slowest teams in the entire country. And if they can do that in this game, you know, get middle Tennessee to slow down and play the pace that they play, um, you know, try and, and match the shooters on Charlotte. Middle Tennessee is really going to struggle in this game. And I think Charlotte comes out victorious. I'm thinking Charlotte plus 100 here against middle Tennessee. Now we finished the day off in Kansas City with the Big 12 tournament between TCU and Kansas State. TCU comes into this game as a 25th overall team in the Hot Power Ranking. K State is the 36th overall team, and you know there's no hiding the fact it was a Kansas State team that played a lot better at home than they did on the road this season. But they finished the season out fairly strong, um, winning four of their last five games. Certainly, you know wanted to have that victory against West Virginia on the road to end it all. But 11 and seven for kansas state throughout big 12 play tcu struggled a bit more only going nine and nine overall these two teams ended up splitting um their matchups during the regular season both home teams winning those games and you know while manhattan to kansas city isn't you know the closest tournament to to home site game that we're gonna see um even in this conference obviously you know kansas and lawrence but it's certainly gonna have more kansas state fans than tcu fans here at this game and offensively speaking it's a kansas state team that has really done a good job shooting the basketball this season. A 51.6 effective field goal percentage on the year and they're hitting 34.5 percent from beyond the arc. Obviously a lot of that production and a lot of success for Kansas State this season has come from Keontae Johnson dropping 17.8 points per game um, for this Kansas State team this season. But Noel has also been a really strong scorer. 17 points per game for him and really between the two of them, um, if they both have success, it's a team in Kansas State who as a whole can have a lot of success. But TCU, not not the worst shooting team in the world, a 50.5 effective field goal percentage on the year, uh, but they've certainly struggled a bit from the perimeter. They're only hitting 29.6% from beyond the arc. They're actually the 353rd um, overall three-point shooting team in the entire nation, um, but on the defensive side of things, two teams who are very, very even. TCU, the 24th overall team in defensive efficiency. Kansas State, the 14th overall team. TCU giving up a 48 effective field goal percentage, while Kansas State allowing 47.4% from beyond the arc. The Kansas State 35 point defense though has played very very well and matching that up with how well TCU Um, Has shot the ball or struggled there from three. Could be a problem for them in this game. Kansas State, the 11th best three-point defense in the country, only giving up 29.5%. TCU allowing 31.1% from beyond the arc. And overall, it's a Kansas State team and a Jerome Tank team that I have absolutely loved this season. And and while they've had some struggles, and and a lot of that due to you know just all the Big 12 teams struggling at times this season just for how powerful the conference is, I think here in this game, playing close to home, going to have that crowd with them. Um, I think it's a Kansas State team that shows up and, and really limits what TCU is able to do in this game. I'm taking Kansas State to win this one, plus 120, here against TCU.